Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Fallen Angels. Now, we've talked about uh, ETs, non-human entities, and a variety of different uh, alien phenomena. There's a lot of talk out there about uh, Nephilim, Sons of God, Fallen Angels, and whether or not there's a possible crossover between the alien phenomena and the spiritual phenomena or interdimensional, interdimensional beings. And uh, I think it's all very interesting to look at and examine the evidence and they may or may not be related. These could be parallel things. They could be uh, intermingled, intertwined at some level. I'm not sure anybody knows for sure, but it is a fascinating subject, to say the least. So I wanted to explore the topic of fallen angels just a little bit, because you see this subject come up over and over again, not only in a lot of alternative religious studies, but in the UFO investigative work also. And I thought the best thing to do, if we're going to talk about um, angels, is to go back to the source material and start with the definition there. And then it's fine, I think, after that point to look at what different people have to say about it. I know Ellie Marzilla has a lot to say about it. Steve Quill has a lot to say about it. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And they they don't all agree, but I think as long as it's theologically correct, it's fine to look at. And I found this site, it's called uh, openbible.info, and so this is just taking it from um, the biblical source, and whether you're a believer or not, I think it's important that when we talk about something to look at the original source so we can agree on a definition. And I'm sure there's plenty of other sources out there too if people are, are interested, but for this podcast, I just wanted to look at fallen angels from a biblical perspective and then we can expand the discussion you know down the road and and there's lots of cool stuff to look at and they just list some scriptures here from the bible and it starts off and these aren't um these aren't king james i guess they're like in an english standard version so typically if i'm going to read anything from biblical stuff i like to read from the original king james version just because i think that's the best most accurate translation but for this, for this uh, look here, what we're doing, I don't think we have to be uh, maybe as exactly precise as the King James Version. Maybe it's okay to go ahead with this uh, English Standard Version. And if you're really interested in this stuff, then you can get into some more translations that might be a little more exact. Um, we're not really talking about theology here as much as we're just exploring this topic of what are fallen angels. We're just trying to develop, for the time being, a general idea. And that's and that's the best we can hope to do in 15 or 20 minutes. And it starts off here, and it has listed Jude, uh, chapter 1, verse 6. And Jude's a kind of a, it's an interesting book. It's a small book in the Bible, but it's it's just kind of like it's just dropped in there. 
it talks about some really cool, fascinating stuff as far as like uh, the spiritual world or dimensions concerned. And it just almost seems like it's uh, it's just like a whole cool little book to itself. It says, And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. And that's talking about the angels that rebelled against God uh, before the creation of Adam, I believe, and them being kept... uh, Basically, just locked up until the, the great white throne judgment. Second Peter two four says, "For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment," and he's just you know telling people, "Hey, listen, you know this is the life you have to live. If God would do that, do that to angels, what would He do to you?" Interesting thought. Genesis six one twenty two. When man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for his flesh, his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim, now keep in mind the Nephilim, that word's not used in the King James Version. But they go ahead and they use it here in this ESV translation. I just want to make you aware of that. Were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So we see these fallen angels show up on the scene. And then the next thing we find out is how evil everything's become. And that's a common theme among the phenomena of fallen angels, is the spread of evil. Revelations 12.9 And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil, and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. You know, as it says, they were Satan's angels. So there's some sort of bond or relationship there. Revelations 12, 7, 9. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. This is where a lot of people come up with the notion that possibly some of these UFO phenomena are connected with Satan or fallen angels. And you can kind of see that. They're coming down, or maybe they're coming into this dimension. That would also explain why they're not bound to the same laws of physics, perhaps, that we are. There's a, there's a lot to be read into this. Ephesians 6.12 For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now this, there again we have this notion that these interdimensional beings, whatever they are, exist in cosmic places and in heavenly places. Corinthians 11.14, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 
That's another concept that we see uh, repeatedly in UFO phenomena. People, be, people are questioning whether or not these UFOs, some of them at least, are some sort of deceptive mask, basically uh, worn by an evil power. Job 2.1 Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. This is in Job, where Satan goes in before God to try to get access to Job to where he can torment him. Revelations 22.5 And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and threw him into the pit, and shut it and sealed it over him, so that he might not deceive the nations any longer, until the thousand years were ended. After that he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed. Also I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus, and the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image, and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life, until the thousand years ended. This is the first resurrection. This touches on a point of the what's known among Christian circles as the Great Deception. And that and some people in that circle believe that in fact the UFO phenomena will lead to that great deception. There where people will be deceived into believing that uh, these ETs or whatever these entities are that present themselves are actually from another planet when in fact this is a demonic uh, presentation, and possibly even the Antichrist will present himself as some sort of UFO, UFO ET. And that's why it says it will be so convincing that uh, if Christ doesn't return, everybody will be um, deceived. It will just, just be that convincing. John, 1 John 4.1 Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Matthew twenty-five forty-one. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Jude 1, 6-7. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued a natural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Peter 1.5.8 Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. John 8.44 you are of your father the devil, and you will, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, and has nothing to do with the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. This is something that's bothersome about the UFO phenomenon, too, is that there's so much deception that surrounds any investigation, and we see this constantly from uh, authority figures, from government figures, whatever, is that the closer the, the closer the general public tries to get to the truth, 
the more deception that we seem to face, and not just not just deception on the face of it, but layers of deception as they try to control the narrative. And for me personally, this is a real warning sign of what we're dealing with. Genesis 6-4, The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, and the men of renown. And I would just caution here that the word Nephilim doesn't necessarily mean uh, fallen angels. This was a word that the authors of the King James Version, uh, I don't believe you're going to find that in the King James Version, because they, 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 couldn't, they didn't feel uh, confident enough to put that word in there in its form. That's why they use the word sons of God. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, In their case, the God of this world was has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. This will go along with this whole notion of the great deception that if there is some sort of uh, mass disclosure with a controlled narrative, it will be so convincing that there won't be room for debate. That's something we have to look out for. John 3, 8, 1 John 3, 8, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Hebrews 13, 2, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for some have entertained angels unawares. Now, this is a New Testament scripture that's very interesting. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Of course, in this day's day and age, I mean, we do uh, tend to be a little cautious to strangers because of all the crime that we're faced with every day. But, you know, there's lots of stories about people encountering angels. And there again, we have this overarching narrative of interdimensional beings, good good beings, evil beings. I think it's important as we investigate the UFO phenomena that we keep in mind the potential for good and evil. It goes on and has quite a few more uh, quite a few more quotes here, quite a few more scriptures. And I just think it's I just think it's fascinating to 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 examine this uh, notion of the possibility of fallen angels and how these can actually be interdimensional, interdimensional beings that people really do have uh, interaction with. Mark one twenty seven, and they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, "What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him." And that's talking about Jesus who recognized uh, the notion of uh, evil spirits, demons. The re- that's the New Testament bringing in the reality of, inter- of interdimensional beings. Daniel 12.1, at, at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such has never been seen since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, every one whose name shall be found written in the book. And that's a prophecy about the uh, Israelite people in Daniel. But it's showing Michael the angel, what we would call another interdimensional being, interacting with people, carrying out uh, God's plan. 
over and over again, we see this notion of good angels and bad angels interacting with people, uh, executing things uh, in our dimension. So this crossover of interdimensional activity, and it's a, it's it's uh, it's an interesting thought to to wonder if, as we said, some of this UFO phenomena is connected to that or not connected to that. But I think the major lesson to take away from this is that there's the possibility of good and evil and everything that you know on this planet at least. So when we are considering the phenomena of UFOs, uh, interdimensional beings, extra-dimensional beings, uh, ETs, non-human entities, whatever possibility we are considering, or is somehow manifesting itself, or or initiating contact with people, we have to consider the potential for good or evil. And it's important not to be naive about this. And in that in that in that frame of mind we're able to investigate this phenomena not only with an open mind, but with a clear mind so that uh, we can stay safe, I guess you could say. And we can create our own narrative of what we see and what we're experiencing with, and what we're interfacing with, we don't have to depend upon the narrative of, of uh, the government, or pop culture, or some private group or corporation that claims to be uh, the harbinger of UFO data and uh, UFO metamaterial. We can we can decide for ourselves based on our, our own research and our own foundation of truth. Until next time, this is UFO warning saying. Over and out.